0: I'm your host, Jeff Dawson, for another episode of Dawson's Domain, where we cover the spectrum of life's pressing issues and events, from politics to relationships, sports to horror, alternative history to poetry, humor to baseball coaching, and everything in between. Hot and sunny Dallas, Texas, and yup, it's going to be over 100 degrees today, and I could feel it when I didn't take my walk early in the morning, I waited till about noon, and that was a pretty dumbassery move, but you know, you learn from your mistakes, and that was a big one, so instead of getting two miles, I got a little over a mile and said, I'm not going to pass out from heat stroke, so that's motivation to get up early, and get it done, because every morning I start off with one Herbalife shake, which is the cookies and cream. It's this one, and I go, and it's working. It's not working as quick as it did eight years ago, but it is working, because the shirt I'm wearing, I'm not popping buttons right now, and that's a real plus. <clears throat> okay if you want to be part of this discussion the numbers are call in or 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831 and this episode will only be an hour long because the producers told me the show following this is going to be about the guy who claims to be he's Q or they're interviewing Q and anyone who followed the QAnon people they're absolutely nuts you think i'm nuts oh man if you weren't didn't see what was going on with all of that it was the biggest crock of shit i've ever heard and it's just the the only, the, the guy who came up with this was a genius cuz he suckered people in they they were sending money just like the blm morons they sent money into something they didn't know what it was that they supported and when all said and done he's gone he's got a huge bank account and fleeced the hell out of all these idiots and they don't want to admit it so there's idiots on the left there's idiots on the right there's just as my friend west would say with the three stooges i'm surrounded by imbeciles and some days that's exactly how i feel it's like What are you all smoking? Good God. But it was suggested that I listen to some of this. So I might really have to grit my teeth and do it. But that's another story. Uh, You can also listen to this show on uh, iHeartRadio. The number is 631-359-9353. If you're a subscriber, I need you to comment. I need you to comment to say you're a subscriber because right now, they're only showing one. And I know I've talked to four or five other people that say they are subscribers. So you need to call in and say, hey, what's going on? Check your credit card bills, however you're paying for it. And it goes from $299 to $49.99. And the only difference is how much you value the content. You don't get a plaque. You don't get a participation trophy. You don't get to say, look at me, look at me. You just know in your heart that, hey, I like what Dawson says. I like his content and I'll support this. And there we go with that. Uh, I got to thinking on this management training seminar stuff, I'm going to do a video on inflation because in my management book, if ever there was a time you need to be operating at optimum efficiency. I know it's hard to find help right now we see help signs all over the place but you cannot afford to be screwing the pooch or letting people slough off and just show up biden's making this absolutely miserable for everybody And anybody who doesn't think this is biden's fault needs to pull their head out so everyone across the county can hear it pop it ain't russia's fault covid does have something to do with this But not to this degree. And I didn't check out to see what the ports in California are doing, what their backlog is. But the last time I checked, they were still six months behind. But remember, Joe said he's invoked all this stuff. And that queer judge is, you know, he's probably on maternity leave again, sucking his own tit or something. I can't stand that guy. And I don't care what his sexual preferences. He is incompetent, absolutely incompetent. But then that sums up the whole damn Biden administration. Utter, absolute incompetence. We thought Carter was bad. We, shit, were we wrong? Damn, we were wrong. This is horrendous. And it's not going to get any better. And if the Republicans do flip the House and the Senate in the midterms, they better have a real good backbone. I don't want to hear about a lot of investigations because that's the first thing that had come out of their mouth they do well, we're going to get down to the bottom of this oh horse shit you didn't you know we hear this all the time we'll straighten this up and all they do is put their goat smelling asses on tv get with all the talk show hosts blah 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 blah, blah. don't do a damn thing by god if you've got that much time to be on tv then you ain't doing your damn job and some days i wonder if i should have kept the original title of do your damn job, but I thought cutting to the chase is just as forceful and people go cutting to the chase. I think I'm going to read that, but the seminars are going to focus on you better have your best people working and they better be doing everything they can because this shit ain't going to stop anytime soon and you are really going to be competing. To keep your costs down, you can't, I know there's only so much you can do, but you've got to be 100% efficient. You can't be 110, you can't be 120. And when people started saying, well, I'm giving 110%, uh, tell me how, best I've seen is 80 and you're saying 110. If you give 100%, then you've shown up and you're doing your damn job. I I was never a fan of 110 and 115. Only when Sean Connery was in the hunt for red October and he needed the reactors to be kicked up. Give me 105. I need 105% on the reactor. What are you going to do? Fucking blow the ship up? Probably. Going to fry the reactor? Yeah. So this 110, you got to be a hundred. That's, it. I give 110%. You weren't giving 70%, okay? So I'm going to do a video on that. and I'll put it on YouTube and I'll put it on LinkedIn and Facebook if it will properly transfer. I'll probably just do a Facebook Live, but this is the time to attempt to combat everything Joe Biden is trying to tear down. Okay. Last night, what a interesting evening. Now, I'm not going to give the restaurant's name. You can look it up in the archives, because until they start paying me, I'm not giving them a shout-out. But Patty, Jerry, Doug, and Wes were there. And it was a pretty spirited evening. Wes and I argued baseball. We got one of the waitresses, Tracy. She was behind us going, but damn, boys, why don't you just shut the hell up? Well, I had to tell her, this is what we do every day. We have very diametric positions on the texas rangers and how we think baseball should stay the same or progress he's all about electronic umpires which i'm not but i'm not going to get off of that but he was there so as the evening went along it was calm cool collect until i must have said something off the cuff which is pretty normal and uh the fine young lady sitting across from me took great offense to it and I wound up with a napkin in my face well don't think that challenge wasn't dropped you better believe it for the next two minutes or so Patty Barry and I had a flurry of napkins flying across these are the cloth ones these aren't the little paper ones so it wasn't like it was a confetti parade These were the cloth ones, and uh, I know I messed her hair up a couple of times. Well, she threw two, and they fell to my right. Because of my back surgery, I can't bend to the right. So if I was reloading a gun, I'd have been dead. It took me like three minutes to get those two scooted over to my left so I could reach over and pick them up. And she just thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever seen. Well, it wasn't. So how's that, Miss Patty Berry? But it was a good evening. Plus, she brought Wes and I two of these apple, I don't know what you call it, but it's apple filling with Cinnamon rolls. That's it. Those are the ingredients. You mix it together. You put it in the oven at like 400 or 425 for 30 minutes or so. And uh, damn, it's good stuff. In fact, I had that as a supplement with my lunch with my little Herbalife protein bar. And I really like these. I really do like it. It's a good little snack. It keeps me full. And I'm going to get it right. Now, for you guys in the warehouses, and I tried this the other day. It's called H3O. And what it is, it's a hydrate. Well, I went to Talson, was working out, not working out, but I helped my boys. 20 years ago, my boys would have helped me, but at 62, my boys helped me go through the storage unit. And by God, I started cramping in my left leg as my younger son said, I got to kill. And it was killing me. So I drank this and it worked. It took away that. I mean, it put the electrolytes back in you. It doesn't have a bad aftertaste. I mean, I've drank Gatorade. I've drank, uh, there was a cherry flavor from, I forgot the name of the company, but I really liked it. But you can only drink so much of that before you just like, blah. You just can't have it. You know, water is good, but it's not going to build back everything that you're sweating out. This H3O, I tried it. I liked it. Thumbs up. I'm in there. Now, for those of you that need energy, you got the liftoff, pills. And these are really good. They will give you energy. It's caffeine-based. Therefore, I can't take it. Because since my blood clots, I have bad reactions to caffeine. Very bad. But it was a good time last night at the restaurant. The food food was good. Company was good. Rangers lost. That was bad. In fact, I'm watching them. And they're losing right now, two to nothing. In the, I can't get the damn advertisements out of the way so I could see in the bottom of three. Thank you. So, but other than that, you know, it's just like when I went to Oklahoma State. Hey, when their football team lost, we knew one thing the bars were open. Doesn't matter. We're still going to have a good time. We're still going to go out with our dates. We're not going to cry in our beer. We're going to go down there and have a lot of fun and hopefully get late, but that's another story. Okay. Alexander's Restaurant, 1055 Regal Row, Dallas, Texas. I'm not talking to you either. Uh, you like Mexican food? You want a burrito that'll turn into two meals? Can't beat it. You can't beat it. I really like their food. I mean, some people do, some people don't. But isn't that why we have a huge selection of restaurants across the country? Because not everybody likes the same thing. Whatever I've gotten there, I like. I love the fish tacos. I love their hot sauce. It's just killer hot sauce. They're kind of stingy with the top. It's like, just bring me two bowls. Bring me two bowls. In fact, give me a gallon. I'll be happy. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. So if you're in the Dallas area around 183 and Rigoreau and you're looking for an early or early lunch, early dinner because they're only open from 10 to five, you can't go wrong and it's reasonably priced in this market today. And we'll give a shout out to the FFE Trucking Company don't have my flyer with me on everything they do, but you can look them up in Lancaster and uh, I believe it is refrigeration that they are really focused on and they're one of the first to implement it. And, you know, they're struggling like everybody else As diesel goes up. They've got contracts in place. Now they're having, trying to renegotiate shipping prices so they don't lose money. I mean, yeah, Biden really building back better. You have just screwed this up so bad, and I'm sick of you blaming the oil companies and all the people that support that, but that's another story. Uh, The Woodall Foundation, can't go wrong. Becky and Daniel, look them up on Facebook. They... Minister to the Deaf in Moldova, which you've heard a lot about in the last three months with the Russian invasion. Really good people. Do the work of God. And I haven't seen them post, but they got to be getting ready to make their summer trip unless there have been travel restrictions because of the influx of refugees. That I don't know. Who is this? Oh. All right. Well, uh, the big focus today is going to be baseball. And I wanted to do this, go over this story. I think it came out six weeks ago, and it's baseball related. But when I read it, you know, you read these stories and you really question, did this actually happen? Well, after I read it, I called, I uh, contacted one of my friends who lives up there that I went to college with, Philip Hirsch, and he said, yes, it did. So, and you know, this is really going to be tough for dad with Father's Day coming up. And I'm just going to read the whole thing. It's pretty short. Oh, my baseball mama's heart. This happened last weekend. Post was copied and posted from a baseball mom's group I am in. Feel free to share, put those. Bats out for this little man. You can post pics here and I will post in the group. A Little League baseball player from Long Beach passed away this weekend while on the ball field. Lazar LaPena had just celebrated his 10th birthday on Wednesday. Two days later, he was doing what he loved best, playing Little League baseball. He had just hit a single in his first game of the season and hustled to first base. His older brother coaching at first base while his dad was coaching third and doing the book. Abruptly, Lazar collapsed, the result of what was believed to be a seizure. An ambulance was called, but Lazar died a short time later. His dad has stated he was the true definition of what Little League stands for, fun and excitement for the game of baseball. His father also remembered something Lazar said to him just as he was turning 10. Dad, I know I'm 10, but but can I stay number nine forever? He was also a huge Mets fan. The father was quoted as saying on a Mets FB group, the Mets have lost their biggest fan. I ask you all to leave a hat on your porch tonight, remembering a fellow Little Leaguer and in support of the La Pena family and Long Beach community. I mean, you talk about heart-wrenching. Your son dies on the baseball field at 10. I can't fathom that. I've seen guys break their legs, blow their arms out, but can you imagine how his brother and father felt? I mean, this kid, he did have some medical issues, but he loved the game of baseball. And there is, I have no words for this family. And with Father's Day coming up, That's really going to be tough. I mean, he's not there. He'll never be there again. The only consolation is, as they said in the article, he's doing what he loved the most. And I know the Mets set up a charity fund. Uh, I don't have any links to it, but if you look up the name, and I'll give it again, was Lazar L.A., Z-A-R, LaPena, L-A-P-E-N-N-A. I'm sure you can find something on there. I don't know if it would be a GoFundMe, but uh, what a devastating loss. But he was doing what he loved. And if I'm not mistaken, I do recall some of the, uh, on his medical issues, Physical exertion was kind of a push, but since the doctors felt that they had his condition under control, they didn't have a problem with this. But uh, he, will, he won't be nine forever, but he will be ten forever. And uh, I just can't say enough. There are just no words for the family. But I wanted to share that because this happened like four or six weeks ago. Very sad. Okay. Now, little league season is definitely in full swing right now. In fact, this being June, they should be winding down their seasons and getting ready for tournament play or championship leagues and those type of games. Because I've I've driven by the fields over there off of uh, Irving Boulevard, and they haven't been as busy as I thought but it sure looks like they still have COVID precautions. So I I can't go down there and watch games. which really pisses me off because, yeah, I know the numbers are rising. I didn't do a report last week because I was out of town. I'll do one tomorrow. But, uh, you know, everything we've done has not stopped it. The mask didn't stop it. Social distancing didn't stop it. Nothing's going to stop it. It's going to run its course, and that's it. Let it run its course and die its own death. But – I mean, hell, because you can't park on the road to watch the games because it's, it's an active road. But since I've been a coach, I found a letter for a volunteer coach. And if you've ever coached Little League sports of any type, I don't care what the sport is, you should be able to relate to this. And this is a letter for a volunteer coach. Today, I heard a comment made about me behind my back. I started to turn around and look, but then decided better of it, kept my eyes on the field. My wife hears things like this more often than I do, because many of you don't know who she is. She tells me what you say. I have received angry emails full of suggestions about who should be playing where and how, and how I lost that day's games for the kids. I thought I'd write an open letter to all of you parents, even though I might never send it. I'll start it this way. I am a volunteer. And that is the key. A volunteer. My dad was a volunteer coach, which was really tough because he was on the road five days of the week. The only most of the coaches, you know, they all worked, And they all agreed to take this on because nobody else would do it. And that is the key here. No one else volunteered to do it. Now, that doesn't mean that all these volunteers are good coaches, but they took the time out of their schedule. And if you don't like what a volunteer coach is doing, well, then step up and say, I can do better than this. And believe me, they'll gladly give you the reins without any argument. If they do argue and they're a bad coach, they're an idiot anyway. It should have been there in the first place. I'm the one who answered the call when the league said they didn't have enough coaches. I understand that you were too busy. I have some news for you. I'm not retired. I am busy too. I have other children and a job just like you do. Not only do I get, do not get, I do not get paid to do this. It costs me money. I see you walk up to the game 15 minutes after it started, still dressed for work. Do you know, I've already been here over an hour. Imagine if you had to leave work early, nearly every day, I've never seen you at practice. I'm sure you're plugging away at the office, but I'm out here on the field trying my best to teach these children how to play a sport they love while my bank account suffered. Okay, that I'm not you know, In fact, I'm just gonna scratch that crap out because now he's whining. While well, my bank account suffered, well, too bad. If you're on salary, it's not gonna suffer. If you're hourly, it is, but if you are hourly, you got to have one understanding boss to say, yeah, you can take off, because I haven't worked for a lot that were that understanding by the hour, especially if we were pouring concrete. You think I'm going to let a bunch of Mexicans go teach their kids how to play soccer where we got got 100 yards concrete to pour? I believe that answer is no. I know I make mistakes. In fact, maybe I'm not even that great of a coach, but I treat the kids fairly and with respect. I'm pretty sure they like coming to my practices and games without me or someone like me, there'd be no team for them to play on. I'm part of this community too. And it's no picnic being out here on the stage like this. It's a lot easier back there with the other parents where no one is second guessing. Okay. Now I'm going to stop right there because that's just, that is more whining. I'm probably going to rewrite this letter on what it's like to be a volunteer coach. Cause I did it. And I had three kids playing sports and I was a single parent. So, I don't want to hear any whining. Well, this guy is whining now. Whining is unacceptable. All right. And I also know you think I give my son or daughter unfair advantages. I try not to. What do you mean you try not to? No, the answer is no. You don't show favoritism to your children, period. And the statement, move on. That's it. I never showed favoritism to my children. In fact, my son, when he was, my oldest son, when he was 10, wanted to be a pitcher. He got to go on the mound one time for one inning, and it never happened again. He was a great third baseman and outfielder because he got his ass handed to him on the mound. And I said, son, that's why you're not a pitcher. Got it? Got it. Good. Do as I say. In fact, have you ever considered that maybe I'm harder on him than on the others? No. No. That's wrong too. You show you treat them all the same. And I've seen this. I've seen it with a family member just riding one of their kids consistently day after day after day. And that just wears on them. You don't be harder on your kids. You treat them all the same. It's really that simple because they are no longer your children when they get on the ball field. They are ball players, period. End of statement. It's not that hard to figure out. I'm sure he hears plenty of criticism at school from classmates. Well, if you didn't have your head up your ass, they would Who hear it from you at home about what a lame coach I am. And, and if, even unconsciously, my kids are getting a slight advantage because I know them better and trust their abilities. Oh, stop right there. If you only know their abilities, then what about the other 10 to 11 kids on the team? Are you not paying attention? I don't care if you're a volunteer coach. You treat them all the same. You run a practice to where you can identify their strengths and weaknesses and you put them in the best place to succeed. It's not that hard. But this then that's why I'm sharing this letter because it's I appreciate the guy being a volunteer coach but he's whining and he's complaining and he's admitting he's showing his children favoritism. Well, of course they're going to catch shit at school, you dumbass. What the hell? I know them better and trust their abilities. Is that the worst thing in the world considering the sacrifice I'm making? The answer is yes. It is unacceptable. I had a concrete company. I was a single parent. I showed no favoritism to my kids. It's that simple. Trust me, I want to win too. And if your son or daughter could guarantee we do that, I'd give them the chance. Give them the chance at what? What position are you talking about? Are are only your your children out on the field and everyone else is on the bench? Oh, please give me a break. After the game is over, I'll be the last one to leave. Well, duh, you're the coach. We have to round up all the equipment, make sure we got all the bats, we got the catcher's gear, we got all of our practice balls. Yeah, you're the last one to leave because you also meet with the kids after the game. More whining. This is written by a damn liberal. I have to break down the field. Break down the field? What the hell are you talking about breaking down the field? I was an umpire. I was a coach. You pop up the bases, you put them in the box, you lock it, and you leave. Whining, whining, whining. God, I'd like to kick this guy in the ass. I have to. You don't have to do jack shit, okay? Put away all the equipment and make sure everyone has had a parent arrive to pick them up. Yes, that is true. You have to wait. I had a ball field in my backyard and sometimes some of those kids, parents wouldn't show up for an hour or two when practice was over. Did I run them off? I said, no. Come in, play with my kids. I'll feed you dinner. I don't care. It's part of it. It's no big deal. Let's go. There have been evenings when my son and I waited with a player until after dark before someone came to get them. I already talked about that. Many nights, many nights, I'm sure you've already had dinner and are relaxing on the couch by the time I finally kick the mud off my shoes and climb into my car, which hasn't been washed or vacuumed for weeks. Wah, wah, wah. Why bother cleaning it during the season because you don't want to run around in a garbage scow, you dumbass good lord and if you had a truck like i did you take garden hose spray it out truck's good to go moron do you know how nice it would be if just once after a game one of you offered to carry the heavy gear bag to my car or help straighten up the field If I sound angry, I'm not. I do this because I love it, and I love being around the kids. There are plenty of rewards, and I remind myself that while you're at the office working, your kid is saying something that makes us all laugh or bring a tear to my eye. If you're laughing and crying on the ball field, you ain't playing ball. The positives outweigh the negatives. I just wish sometimes those who don't chose to volunteer their time would leave the coaching to the few of us who do. You know, I've had parents like that to where, well, I don't think, I didn't ask you to think, because if you had a thought, it'd probably scare the living hell out of you, and you'd drop dead right here on the spot. How about that? I mean, to be a coach, you have to be a coach. You have to be a leader. You have to be in charge. None of this dad dedication All If y'all seen this commercial with the Father that looks like he's 100 pounds overweight talks about how he has two amazing children and what a wonderful thing. How they, well, I forgot the word he uses. They just, it's like the stork dropped him off at the doorstep because his wife had one and they adopted another and how they came to him in such special ways. Well, I knew in the first 10 seconds of that commercial, this guy's a liberal. And uh, because he wants his kids to grow up in a more kinder and inclusive society blow it out your ass jack if we if the if oh god i get so pissed off about this if the if the greatest generation would have been so kinder and inclusive and everyone stood around and saying kumbaya would have got our ass handed to us in world war ii yeah we had problems yes we had racism in the military That's a given. That's a fact. That's history. But we did come together. And we didn't worry about hurting everyone's feelings. We went over there to kick the hell out of the Japs, the Nazis, and the WAPs. And if those words offend you, then you're listening to the wrong show. Because that's what they called them back then. You don't like it too bad. Because when I write historically... I will use the language of that day, and I've had people say, you need to change that word. Why? It's the way they talked back then. Well, it's offensive today. Don't give two shits. That's the way they talked back then. That's the way I'm going to write. Don't like it. Don't buy it. Don't read it. It really is that simple. You have a choice. (coughs) Excuse me. So suck it up. But, yeah, this hashtag dedication, whatever it is, I found the website, and it's this federal government bullshit. That's all it is about pussifying boys. It really is, and not about being a strong father. It's like being more kinder and gentle and understanding and giving out participation trophies and blah, blah, blah. No. No. I just want to throw up every time I see that commercial. Okay, speaking of throwing up, the Texas Rangers. Well, we're only losing two to nothing at the bottom of fourth. Uh, there are some pluses here, okay? Let's hit the pluses first. Last year, they had the third worst record in MLB. It was horrendously bad. Horrible. Ugly. Like uh, – Randy Quaid said in uh, Major League, turn it into a parking lot. That's what it should have been. This year, there are 10 teams worse than that. That's a plus. That means there's been some progress. They had a great May. April was okay, but as I have said through other broadcasts, April was the feel-out month. This is your spring training. May was really good. June has not started off so well. But there are 10 teams worse than them. Does that mean they're in the hunt? No, they're nine and a half games behind the Astros. In fact, this is really disturbing. When you look at all the teams this year, there's only two, four, seven, nine, 11, 14 teams that are in the hunt through all six divisions. Everyone else is done unless a miracle strikes some of them. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. eight their season's over. They're 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 done. And that starts with the D backs. They're only 10 games back. Only 10. You're done. And it goes down to uh, the Orioles, who are 18 and a half back. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, but they do need to turn that into a parking lot. Camden Yards has just got to be horrendous. And if you remember and to me, it's kind of sweet justice. Him and the uh, the Nationals owner, they came out how they just hated Donald Trump. Well, your team sucked now, so how's that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, you morons. You should have concentrated on building a baseball team instead of ragging on Trump all the time. Because your team sucked. <laughs> But, you know, are those – how do you play the rest of the season? No, you're done. It's over. Hang it up. You're going nowhere. That's – the so, to me, there's something really wrong in baseball where going into June, you've only got 14 teams that are contenders out of 30, and in uh, there's only two divisions where – there's an outside chance. I mean, the Astros are in first. The Angels are back, are nine back. And the Rangers are nine and a half. When the Rangers hit 10, they're done. And then in the National League, you got the Dodgers in first. The Padres are a game back. And the Giants are five and a half back. That's it. That's it. I mean, the Mets, they're six and a half up on the Braves. But we saw what the Braves did last year. So they can overcome that. The Cards and the Brewers. They've actually got a good race going on there. The Twins and the Indians, not the Guardians, but the Indians. And if that offends you too, damn bad also. Got a three-game gap. Yankees and the Blue Jays, seven and a half. That's getting borderline to where the Yanks are going to, they're probably going to take this. But on the Rangers side, we've actually seen some bright spots. We've seen... Martin Perez, he's having a decent day, not a great day. Dane Dunning, he's been decent. This John Gray experiment, I don't know. I'm not a fan of his, the way he finishes up his delivery. It looks like a bad whiplash. Uh, Tommy Hearn, he needs work. That's all there is to it. Glenn Otto, he's on COVID. Otherwise, he just started last night. He's looking good. So they've got some decent arms. The bullpen, Barlow, that's looking good. Burke's done well. King is so-so. Richards, I don't know. And while I'm talking about Richards, you know, it's time to change the name of the MLB to the Grizzly Adams. Son of a bitch. They just got a home run. (laughs) Well, that sucked. You should call it, I don't know, the Grizzly Adams, the long-haired hippie. I mean, this is getting ridiculous with the facial hair and the long hair. I mean, you know, you got Sundergarth. We had Fedorovich with his hair in a ponytail. I'm sorry. I am a fan of the Yankees' policy. I am a fan of the players of the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Yeah, when they started growing mustaches and stuff, That was okay, but they don't look like the abominable snowmen or Sasquatch. I mean, let's clean baseball up. I mean, this expressing yourself, dude, not on my field. You know, call them the Goldilocks League. What are you, trying to be Fabio or something? Baseball was always, obviously the players weren't, but a clean-cut sport. I mean, you look at Mickey Mantle, you look at Roger Maris, Whitey Ford, Denny McLean, Al Kalon, Norm Cash. I can go through the list. You know, Raleigh Fingers, I didn't mind his handlebar mustache, but he did look like Pancho Vila. Clean it up, guys. You want to make some changes in baseball? Clean it up. I mean it's just it's a yeah it's a visual thing well i don't want to see someone that looks like the monster from the black lagoon coming to bat really well he's expressing himself well he can express it by hitting 30 home runs 110 RBIs in a 300 batting average okay I don't want someone that looks like they just came out of the movie Deliverance playing a banjo. No, not at all. Okay, so the Rangers have arms. But what they don't have is an infield, and this is the worst infield I've ever seen. I was pleased to see Ibanez got sent down. He's been a – Failed experiment. I give Nate Lowe more kudos than is possible because he never knows if those guys are going to throw the ball to him. Between Siger and Simeon, who are the four hundred twenty-five million dollar boys, they can't throw the ball to first base without it jumping, skipping, going over his head. I mean, he needs about five arms to catch the crap they're throwing. And to turn a double play, Siger and Simeon are just horrible. I remember Andrews and Odor. They were the best in MLB. And now if, if there's a stat on it, these two have to be the worst. They can't play together to save their lives. But when they brought up Josh Smith last week, now as I understand, he's injured. That's why he's not playing. He is so fluid. When he was playing third base, which they need an anchor at third base because Culberson, Abanez, well, since Abanias is gone, God knows who they'll put out there now. He brought stability because there was a ball hit, and you would think that being this rookie just came up, he would let the veteran make the play. Hell, no. He stepped up, filled with that ball cleanly, smoothly, took one step, fired the low, and low just shitting in his pants because he held the glove out, and the ball hit the glove. The ball hit the glove. Hey, I'm doing my show right now. Okay, go ahead, Sorry. Um. That was my youngest son. Smooth. Well, I don't see that with Seagar and Simeon. I don't see anything smooth about that. You know, what what they're focusing on, it looks like, is we can outscore our opponents. Well, it's five to nothing right now, so you're not outscoring anybody. This defense is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. It's got to rank as one of the worst in the league, and I'll have to look that up. But th- this is just error after error. Simeon's blown three double plays last week, just back to back to back. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And that's one thing West and I got into. Oh, I played shortstop. That's Oh, quit now. You're covering for him. What the hell, dude? You can't cover for incompetence, and that's all it is. It's horrible. I don't know who the infield coach is for the Rangers, but he sucks too. He's holding no one accountable. Oh, they'll figure it out. Figure it out my ass. All right. We are down to 14 minutes. So I want to talk about college real quick, but I still have a bet. Rangers win 80, lose 82. I'm excited about that. I still, they've got the people to do it. That I'm convinced of. No, I'm not questioning that. They've got the talent to make this happen. Now, if they've got a coach and a manager that can figure it out, and if they quit playing hops, hopscotch with these players and get some stability on the field, maybe this thing's going to shake itself out. On the college side, OSU girls got to go up against Texas. Texas snuck into the playoffs. They took two out of three from OSU. I'm so glad they did. Because after watching the OU girls dismantle the Longhorns, all I could think is I'm so happy that they didn't get just annihilated. Because OU oh, would have done it. Talk about a scoring machine 15 to 1 and 10 to 5. That's what they beat the Longhorns with. And the men, well, they were ranked seventh in the nation. They were having an outstanding season and came up against the University of Arkansas Razorbacks and got ripped. I mean, I looked at the scores in that division. There was no defense, there was no pitching. I think on the average, teams are scoring like eight to 10 runs per game. What type of deep? That says you got some pitching problems. And with OSU, they've got this rookie, Rock Riggio. Well, he's a freshman. And, you know, the ESPN announcers, he's just about to crap in his pants or wet himself because he's so excited. And he thinks that him talking this up is going to get. Those of us sitting at home excited about watching the game, no, I don't need your dumbass talking. I need you to shut the hell up and just call the game. Well, Riggio, he plays with a lot of intensity. There's no doubt about it. But here came the iconic moment, the defining moment of the game. Bases are loaded, bottom of the 8 OSUs, got two outs. And instead of trying to get the base hit, and keep the rally going, because they were trailing by four, he went for the fence. He didn't stay within himself. He wanted to be the hero. And all he did was with. And we see that with the Rangers. Especially Adoles Garcia. I thought they'd broken him of it, but they haven't. Because in the last week, There's been some games on the line when he came up, and instead of going for the base hit, he wanted to be the hero. But I will say this much, you know, with the boys losing and the girls losing, no one got laid in Stillwater that night. (laughs) That's just a fact. Even the lesbians went home by themselves. How sad. But it was great to watch. It was good to see. Those teams do that well, and what was even greater was there was no SEC team in those hunts. Now, the men, I haven't followed it. I haven't seen who has advanced yet. Well, Arkansas, obviously, they're in the SEC in advance, but with the girls, that was a big 12 affair. The top three teams, OU, Oklahoma State, and Texas, that, you know, you got to tip your hat, but were the ESPN announcers, bragging about how great the Big 12 is? No. Because that goes against their biased narrative of propping up the SEC every chance they get, which is a bunch of crap. All right, we're down to nine minutes. But uh, what a great week of baseball it was. So let's go over some politics real quick. The war in Ukraine, what's happened there? How come you don't see Bill Hammer up there with his map of the Ukraine, because he didn't have a clue what he was talking about before. He still do not have a clue what he's talking about now. But I did catch a little clip yesterday, I, because as you all know, I can't stand listening or watching any of these networks. Uh, I pulled it up, and Dana Perino, what a, how, how she became the press secretary for Bush is beyond me. But she did. And made this comment, oh, so you act like I shouldn't be here. And I was like, thumbs up, Bill. Tell her, you don't need to be here and you don't need to be talking because you're a bimbo. Oh, I can't stand any of those people. And but I did see a clip, was it, oh, it was this morning. I can't stand that group on Fox and Friends either. But they showed something from Bill Maurer about, you know, their These left-wing radicals are protesting in front of Kavanaugh, Clarence. I guess they haven't found Barrett's house yet. But he asked the question, and Kelly Conway was there, what if this was a liberal judge? So that means, as much as it pains me, I'm actually going to have to watch Bill Maher's episode to see how they approach this. And I won't say he's coming around, but, yeah, what if this would be Sotomayor's? house and conservatives were protesting in front of it you think the left would sit back oh hell no they'd be up there demanding justice you know no no justice no peace that's what those representatives including schumer and pelosi would be saying instead they are advocating this action so is the bumbling biden presidency they're supporting these protests what type of shit is this And then you've got these morons, Tom Hartman, Rick Scott. I don't know what channel it is, but they are just deranged liberals. That's all they are is deranged. I think the channel is 36 or no, it's 29.3 or 29.2 or something, because I catch it every once in a while. These guys are so pathetically disgusting. They should be shot just on general principle, because all they do is lie. And, And speaking of lies, you know, Biden gave this big press conference with Jimmy Kimmel who is just a pussy himself. He's probably part of the dad dad dedication crap all a site that I came across. That uh, Trump was giving out executive orders like candy. Well hey, Jimmy stick this in your pipe and smoke it. Cuz Trump did 220 And Biden, when he started, was on pace for 904. And did anyone in the audience call him out for that? No. In fact, today, Biden's up to 89. 89 EOs, 69 EAs, and 255 memos. That's 413 to Trump's 91. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. We got a grand slam. Look at that. Who the hell hit that ball? Oh, Garcia did, and I was just ragging on his ass. But he did it because he wasn't trying to be a hero. He got his pitch; it was down, it was in, and he sent it to the sent it to the seats. That's the way you swing the bat. That's the way it's done. But uh, you know, these idiots—that's all they are. Jimmy Kimmel is the biggest, or he's just one of many. Just one of many. And where are the fact checkers on all this shit? Well, I looked it up and uh, they disbanded them because they said it was too expensive. It probably would have been too expensive under Biden because every time he or his press secretaries open their mouth, it's a lie. Flat out lie. That's all they do. But you don't see the media calling them out. This, these gas prices and energy prices continue at the pace they're going. Uh, January 6th is going to look like a picnic. I mean, this is right up there. And I've talked about this movie and I've talked about this book that Ayn Rand wrote, Atlas Shrugs. Look the movies up on YouTube. The acting isn't great. But when you get down to what the storyline is about, This is where we're at. At one point in the movie, the gal's filling up, and gas is $44 a gallon. No one can afford to drive. No one can afford to fly. They can't buy groceries. They really can't do anything. They're all emboldened to the government. They have to rely on the government to supply everything. Factories are closing down left and right. The only thing running in the book is the train system, but they are on the edge of collapse, which in the end they do. All because these morons hated Trump and hated success. So I'm telling you in 2022, if the Republicans do take the House and do take the Senate, they better act. They better focus on making America better and not a bunch of bullshit investigations i mean my book gateway P.O. i'll that pretty well not it's the second one destination dc where uh we get down to the nitty gritty and how we're going to hold people accountable because that is the problem and you know the last thing is you value i read an article this morning you know everyone's been hammering on orelladono the chief of police, and everyone has had a knee-jerkpedia jerk reaction. I saw this. One guy said, you need to sue the whole police department and bankrupt them. Well, that'd be good. Let's bankrupt the police so they don't have a police force anymore. Well, that's just stupidity. Well, everybody wanted to be first, and even Bill Hammer said, well, we don't want to be first, but we want to be accurate. Well, they weren't accurate. None of them are accurate. They just wanted to get this crap out first, and now we're finding out, They couldn't get into the door. None of the keys fit. And this door couldn't be breached. But everybody, the minute the media said something, they just jumped on it as truth. This is why you don't hear me quoting the media. Very seldom because they don't have it right. They want to be first, and first is not correct. Just like this, you know, uh, this, this, it just, it just frustrates the hell of me sometimes. But uh, I am looking forward to a great baseball season. I hope you all look up Lazar La Pena and read his story because it's very sad. But he loved playing baseball and he died doing what he loved the most at a very tender age. So, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to their family, especially next weekend for Father's Day. I'm sure they'll be at the cemetery and probably put a hat or a ball or a bat on his grave. I'm just, I, I just can't imagine going through that well i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you found it informative i know i got a little passionate a little carried away and i try not to cuss but sometimes it just happens so that i will apologize for but if you like the content tell your friends tell your family your word of mouth this is the best marketing there is it goes from 299 to 4999 and if you're in the dallas area rigorun 183 And you're looking for Mexican food Monday through Friday because we're not open on Saturday. Stop by from Alexander's from 11 to 5 and guarantee you, you'll be a happy camper. You all have a great week. Stay safe. And I will talk to you in two weeks. This is Jeff Dawson and I'm out. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Without you wonderful listeners, this show would not be possible. If you want to know more about me and how my brain works, that's a scary thought. Check out my books at Jeff Amazon.com, websites LDDJ Enterprises, and JeffDawsonAuthor.site for upcoming releases and teaser excerpts from past and present publications. You can also contact me at Facebook, LDDJ Enterprises Publishing, or email LDDJ Enterprises at gmail.com, or on Twitter at JeffDawson59. Have a great week and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dawson's Domain.